Alright everybody, what's going on? This is Bellman Thoughts Podcast, a.k.a. I'm Bellman. So, I wanted to kind of go into detail uh, what I've gone through most of my uh, adult life. Um, I've gone through anxiety, depression. I've been diagnosed with bipolar. Um, so-called bipolar from psychiatrists that claim they had a master's degree. And uh, they were medical doctors. So for years, I've gone from... 14 years old all the way to 35 years old thinking that I was sick uh, because doctors were telling me that I had bipolar and I had depression and I had anxiety and you know at that point you know with an MD you have to take into consideration that they should know more than you and it looks like 22 years later they did not know what they were talking about I wanted to preface that if you are a drug addict or have dealt with chemical imbalances in the past and you think that you're not sick and you keep going off your medication and keep getting arrested and you keep getting your ass in trouble I'm not talking to you I am not talking to people that are committing felons uh, that are robbing liquor stores or robbing banks and beating people up I'm not talking to you and I'm not going to enable you to get off your medication again and then you go off and commit some random felony I'm talking to the people that Technically, when they were a kid, were pretty good kids, didn't really have a chemical imbalance, um, basically had maybe a little bit of anxiety and emotional problems because of lack of parenting, and their parents couldn't handle that emotional, you know, support, so they had to basically medicate them to calm them down so they didn't have to be actual parents and take care of their emotional support. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to those people. I am not going to go into some type of litigation because some fucking asshole decided to get off his medication and rob a bank. So, anyways. So, about three years ago, I moved down to Florida. And I wanted to start my life over because there was no full-time work in Michigan. When I came down, I finally found, in the first month, I found a job at the Wyndham Grand here at Clearwater. And when I did that, um, things started to change dramatically. I started getting good income, I started being able to afford my own health care, and I started being able to take care of myself. So finally I got an Obamacare and got myself into some psychiatrists in the local area, and they were just, same old bullshit, different day. You know what I mean? They're like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, you're bipolar. Well, I said, well, can we just go through the process? Maybe I could do some tests, maybe we can see if um, maybe I'm not as bad as I was, and nobody was giving me any tests. They weren't doing batteries of tests to try to figure out if the doctors before me uh, were right or wrong. They were just assuming that the doctor's, uh, doctor's reports were right. So I was confused, and I decided, okay, maybe uh, the doctors in my past were right, and the do- you know, these doctors are just concurring with their facts and decided to move forward. And I'm fine with that because if you listen to somebody, you should be able to listen to a doctor and take their word for it and be able to think that they're telling you the truth and leading you in the right direction for your benefit and your mental health. So, I started getting into that, and then I started to get physically sick. Um, I started going into massive headaches, concentration issues, and I was at a dose that was pretty lethal based on 7.5 Zyprexa, oh no, 5 Zyprexa, uh, 10 milligram Brusperin, and 1,200 milligrams per day on Carmazepine. And I don't understand why I was on Carmazepine, but I've done some research, and 
carmazepine is an SSRI only at the level of 600 for bipolar. I had no idea why they jumped that bitch to 1200, but whatever. So I started about when COVID happened, I decided to check myself into a couple mental health hospitals and get myself checked out just to see if there was too much medication and see what we can do. So I got into one uh, mental hospital in uh, the Clearwater area just to see maybe there was too much medication on one of the doses. One of the doctors finally talked to me and she said, yeah, we'll work with you and see what, you know, we'll, we'll work going from 12 to 8. And it worked. And I got discharged. But then all of a sudden, about two months after the fact, the same thing happened again. And I had to go back in to do another uh, withdrawal. Uh, she wanted to go from 6 to 3 now. Again, we went in a week and went to 3. Nothing, no spaz attacks, nothing. And I got discharged and it happened again. Finally, I decided to call a doctor on the outside instead of getting myself checked in. I wasn't bipolar. I wasn't manic. I wasn't jumping around. I wasn't freaking out. Nothing of the sort. So what happened is I got into a doctor and she started working with me on the outside. And we started weaning off from three all the way to zero on carmazepine and just going into Brucebrin and Ambilify and adding... No, I'm sorry. Keeping Z- oh, no, no. Replacing Zyprexa with Ambilify, keeping Brucebrin, and then adding Lamictal. And things went really in a good direction. So that extended to about a month ago. And things were going in the right direction, I thought. And then I started getting concentration issues, and it was starting to get progressively even worse. I was stuttering, and my physical health was getting progressively worse. And I thought to myself, I'm saying, okay, here's, here's what we're going to do. I think I'm going to just detox off the medication completely because the Ambilify was at 5. And I'm, my mood from 3 all the way transitioning down to 50 milligrams, my mood was even better than it was at 3. And then seven at, you know, 5 at Zyprex and 10 at Bruce Run. So I thought, hell, we're at 50 milligrams. Let me drop this thing all the way down to 0 and see. First two weeks, things were really bad. Very bad. Um, the withdrawals were pretty, pretty intense and the anxiety was starting to peak because a lot of the medication coming out of my system was pretty intense. So what I decided to do is just fight through the pain and see if the, the eye of the storm, you know, I will start to enter the eye of the storm. Three to four weeks into it, things started to get really good. Now Mm -hmm. I'm into the fifth week of detox and I am just the best I've ever been best. Calmer, relaxed, very at ease. Um, My job is better. The sedation is not as bad. And things are getting better. So this is what I'm going to do with this podcast. So I'm talking about a quick recap of what I've gone through for three years. But Bellman Thoughts, I was going to do something about um, just political events, uh, talking about mental health, um, going into just, you know, current, you know, that type of thing. Um, and also maybe going into sports and political, you know, and celebrity culture. But then I thought I want to do two episodes a week on investigating why medication is prescribed 
on a commercial level to everybody without validating physical health issues. First, to see if the physical health issues are exacerbating particular manic episodes that the doctors are picking up with the patient. Because I think I had hypothyroidism unchecked for 20 years. And I think that's what was giving me these false positives on the bipolar. And I haven't really dived in deep yet. But this week, I'm really going to start diving in when I'm at work, and I'm going to start looking into hypothyroidism as episode two and see kind of literature on if there's any kind of scientific proof that hypothyroidism can exacerbate particular mood swings that aren't related to a chemical imbalance. Because Bellman Thoughts, I think, are, is going to be exposing the pharmaceutical companies. Because what I don't understand is there are people with mental health issues, and I've come to terms that chemical imbalances is rampant in this country. But I think we're kind of losing focus on moms and dads that are really can't take care of the emotional support of their kids because they can't be supportive of themselves. And instead of talking to them and giving them the ability to feel like they're secure, they decide to pop them with SSRIs to cool their mood down so they don't have to be parents, is my opinion. Because when I went to a doctor, and I won't say his name in Clearwater, um, he was claiming that he was giving 10 milligrams Zyprexa to 7-year-old children at 50 pounds. And I was having massive sedation levels with Zyprexa at 220. What would that do to that type of child? What type of cognitive problems would that kid grow up with in the future at being such a young age having these types of SSRIs. Now, let me be honest with you. That child could possibly have needed that medication. And I'm not going to say that doctor is particularly wrong. But what I'm saying is, without justification, the first doctor appointment I ever had, he wanted to up my Zyprexa without even giving me a full evaluation. He wanted to talk to me only five minutes at that doctor's appointment and immediately prescribed me seven point, uh, seven points from 7.5 to 10 milligrams. So it's kind of hard for me to think this person was rational in his experience to say, hey, you know, did he actually prove that seven-year-old child had the chemical imbalance problems the mother and father were claiming to justify such a high dose of Zyprexa, which is one of the strongest psychiatric medications given for schizophrenics and bipolar. It's like the last resort medication for those types of illnesses. You know what I mean? There are some commercial use in Bilify that's all over the place, Lamictal, but Zyprexa is pretty potent. And this is the problem that I'm trying to expose on Bellman Thoughts. Am I really the guy? Am I the guy with the, the structure that can bring this podcast to the forefront and make this international? I don't know. You know, but I'm, I've went through this. I'm not a particular doctor with a PhD that has gone through 10, 15 years of medical school coming up with an opinion. I've gone through this. I have gone through the motions. I have seen in and out of doctor's appointments for years. 
And I have seen and studied particular um, food, particular drinks, particular um, um, like caffeine that can cause particular issues with med- you know with people that can give false positives. Now I'm only giving you this information so you can make your own decision and then say, hey, let me ask, let me do this. He might not be giving me everything that I need, but let me do some more research. Maybe this is the, this is that podcast. Maybe I'm not going to give you word verbatim investigative journals because it's hard. Because there's probably a lot of Google searches that are not going to give you every answer. Because technically, I don't think they really want to give you answers. Because I I don't know if the intent is to sedate the population because people just can't handle the day-to-day life. And I don't think they want to actually fix problems. They just want to band-aid problems, giving the people the ability to just get through life and not really fix issues that they need to fix right now. I have gotten to the point where I look at the world we live in and I'm like, are we living in this like kind of Orwellian world where we have so many issues that we're dealing with and people are just stressed to the gills because A, they're having all of these grandiose thoughts. I'm an accountant, but I want to be a singer. I'm a computer engineer. I want to be a bass player. I'm not a reality show star. People's expectations are too high, so they get depressed and they go to these psychiatrists to get medicated because they can't face. They did not get their dreams to come true. When realistically, you know, the therapist can give them the ability to structure their lives and look at the most important factors, family, security, education, meaning security, a good job, and education that will keep them in a, in, in a field that can support themselves for the rest of their lives. I don't know. I don't know what to say anymore. We're going to get through this every day, and I'm going to explain my life in this podcast to give you what I've gone through. I will give you articles that will back up some facts and you make your own in your own assumptions. At this point, if I go to the next couple months and I'm not spazzing on committing felonies, I have woken up of a 20-year dream and I've lost most of my life from bad doctors. And if that's the case, I will personally try to do my best to bring information to this podcast that can expose bad doctors in these fields and totally bring into this world information that people need to hear. I'm not the type of person that sits back and just waits for somebody to basically explain this system and try to fix it. But I believe that the pharmaceutical companies are trying to maneuver these doctors to push drugs to these people even if they don't need it because they're just making an agenda for money. Because right now it's been five weeks of detox and I'm not verbally abusive, physically abusive, or committing felonies. So that means the doctors were wrong for many, many years and they have ruined my life. But I don't sit down and take it lightly. People can destroy you 
But if you can get back up and, and punch back and showcase your story to maybe change other people's lives, maybe that's the formula needed to combat bad people is people that will fight for the underdog. Right now, the concentration is bad. It's hard for me to focus on each individual sentence because the medication out of my system doesn't give me the concentration to be able to focus. My job, at least I knew my job prior, so at this point, I'm doing my job because I've already known it, but to go into another field is probably gonna take some time because I have to rebuild each individual brain muscle to get back to be able to focus so I can get it through a two-year degree. But this is war. This is going to be something I'm going to focus on the next couple of years. Because at this point, we can't go through more young kids getting crucified at the psychiatrists of these world that are going to feed the medications just to pocket their book. We can't do this anymore. Greed can't outweigh mental health in this country. We can't focus on giving medication to everybody just because they have a little anxiety or depression. Or they can't stand school so they have to be sedated so they can get through school. Mm -hmm. We have to breed a new generation of just dealing with their emotions, dealing with their problems. We can't do this anymore. We can't focus on people being able to give up because they're so emotionally stressed. We have to give them the ability to get through life. If we don't, we're going to have a population that is going to be overly populated with just high people because these doctors just want to make a buck. If somebody wants to commit suicide, fine, medicate them. Somebody wants to die and they're really, really having a bad time, fine, medicate. There's always going to be triggers. But if it's on anxiety or if I really feel nervous today or it's just the, you know, the normal thing of life of just, and they just want to deal with life with just being overly sedated, we can't enable people just to be drug addicts. Or we can't give our children the ability to be cognitively, have cognitive dysfunction Right? Let's say, for instance, okay, an adult wants to make their decision. They want to get anxiety medication. Okay, that's their decision. They're an adult. But if the adult is making a decision for the kid, because though that kid is super anxiety, at that point, if that kid gets sedated medication, it could focus. It, it can really screw up his cognition. That can last him into his adulthood if he didn't need those medications at that point, and he mostly needed therapy. Or something to do. Get out of the house. Walk around. Do a sport. Get yourself into a hobby. Get yourself into a club. I don't know what to say. I'm going to wrap this episode up. We're going to do about 22 to 25 minutes per episode. But I'm going to say this. We have to study everybody's physical health before we enter an assumption that the mood swings are based on their chemical imbalance in their brain. We have to study the physical health beforehand. If we don't, we're gonna, we are going to institutionalize a generation of people that won't be able to function 
once they get into adulthood, then the government has to come in to take care of them because the parent was so irresponsible on their health, they could not figure out the proper way of getting him healthy instead of just taking the easy way out by sedating them. I leave you with this. I will see you next week. But if we are going to really grow as a society, we have to learn how to deal with the stresses of life. Because if we decide to enter people, adult and children, into these psychiatric medications, we're institutionalizing them forever with this field. Because they will never let them out and be as lucky as me to believe in themselves that they can figure out their health to get back to a better life and a better structure. My name is Anthony Nick. This is Bellman Thoughts. Thank you for this episode, and I will see you next week.